We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. I feel retrogasmic. 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 With Dini Deluxe and Hattie LeBomb. Bonjour, hola, ciao, namaste, ni hao, ahoy, privet, jumbo, and welcome to the Retrogasmic Podcast. I'm Dee Dee Deluxe. I am on my own today because the, uh, the lovely Hetty Labom is down in the, the basement laboratory making a robot to destroy humanity, apparently. It's good she's got a hobby. Uh, today's show is dedicated to music from movies which is going to be fantastic fun we're going to kick off with the first kind of accepted talkie if you like uh we got a piece of music from the 1927 film the jazz singer which starred uh, al jolson it was directed by alan crossland uh, and there were six songs in the movie all sung by jolson and uh, the story is basically it's about a, a young jewish singer who kind of turns his back on following his father's wishes of, of becoming a, a kind of a traditional singer and um, follows his heart and becomes a jazz singer. There's a couple of controversial scenes in there where he sings in blackface, but if you watch the movie and, and kind of take it, in, it's, it's really more about his uh, dualism as, a, as a, a Jewish American and how he feels he doesn't fit into his own culture. There's some um, amazing bits of technology involved in this when it was first released. The, uh, the guys in the projection room that had to show it had 16 reels of film and 16 records with the sound on. Uh, and they had to tee these up exactly so that it ran fairly seamlessly right the way through. And uh, you imagine if they got that wrong, it would look terrible. When it was released, uh, it went down. I mean, it, there was hysteria from the audiences. They couldn't believe when Jolson turns to the crowd and, uh, in the movie and says, you ain't heard nothing yet and then sings effectively as far as the audience were concerned live to them there and then people were singing his name out in the streets and there was almost riots so it was a huge huge success and it um it heralded the beginning of the of the the talking sound movie pictures that we know nowadays anyway let's kick off this is the probably most famous song from the movie this is mammy sung by al jolson <laughs> I'm coming. Sorry, I made you wait. I, I'm coming. 
I hope and trust I'm not late. Mammy, Mammy, I'd walk a million miles for one of your smiles on my Mammy. Oh. Mammy, my little Mammy, the sunshine deep, the sunshine wet, but I know where the sunshine set. It's on my Mammy I'm talking about. Nobody else is. My little Mammy, my heart strings are tangled around. Alabama. Mammy, I'm coming. I hope I didn't make you wait. Mammy, I'm coming. Oh, God, I hope I'm not late. Mammy, don't you know me? It's a little baby. I walk a million miles for one of your smiles for my Our next piece of music is a song written by Herman Hupfield in 1931. It became most famous in 1932 when it was sung by a character Sam, uh, played by Dooley Wilson in the movie Casablanca. This song, as time goes by, uh, was played by pianist Elliot Carpenter, who was just out of camera shot whilst Dooley Wilson sang along and, and mimed. So he wasn't actually playing the piano. And this is one of, uh, of course, one of Humphrey Bogart's most famous movies. So here we go. This is As Time Bows By, sung by Dooley Wilson. You must remember this A kiss is still a kiss a sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by And when two lovers woo They still say I love you All that you can rely No matter what the future brings As time goes by Moonlight and love songs Are never out of date Hearts full of Passion, jealousy, and hate Woman needs man And man must have his mate That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die the world will always welcome lovers as time goes by. Moonlight and love songs 
are never out of date Hearts full of passion, jealousy and hate Woman needs man and man must have its mate that no one can deny It's still the same old story of fight for love and glory a case of do or die the world will always welcome lovers as time goes by now we jump forwards to 1958 and uh, we're going to be looking at the theme to one of my favourite films of all time. This is from Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 Vertigo, uh, composed by Bernard Herrmann. And uh, the recordings were all made in London and Vienna because a musician strike um, stopped them from recording it in Los Angeles as originally planned. This is the main theme, which is uh, a superb piece of music, but the entire film score, which is available on uh, on vinyl and on CD, I think, um, is broken down into 42 cues as they call it and and uh basically each scene in the movie has its own piece of music written specially for it and it is a absolute masterpiece of uh of, of film score writing so this is the theme from vertigo from alfred hitchcock's movie of the same name
Complete and utter genius. I could listen to that all day. Next up, we are staying in the 60s. This is the theme music from uh, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, directed by Sergio Leone. He was obviously famous for his uh, spaghetti westerns and uh, cinematography that involved huge, huge, wide cinematic landscapes. And he was a frequent collaborator with Ennio Morricone, who uh, conducted and wrote a lot of the music for his movies, including this piece, probably the most famous. Um, there's some real, real clever writing going on here. Um, the, the music that Ennio Morricone created for a lot of these films echoed the landscapes. They were wide, they were expansive, the kind of the reverbs it just gave you this sense of space. Um, this particular uh, theme is based around a, a two-note um, coyote howl, believe it or not. And the three main characters in the movie, Blondie, Angel Eyes and Ducor, um, each are represented by this two-note um, coyote-style theme. Um, there was a flute for Blondie, which was um, Clint Eastwood's character, an ocarina, which is like a kind of a hand like a clay instrument with holes in kind of thing um, for Angel Eyes, which is Lee Van Cleef and um, Human Voices, kind of a, a choir, a cappella thing for Tuco, the Mexican bandit. So have a listen. This is uh, the theme from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly from 1966. <laughs> Thank you. 
Note to Self by a Poncho. Now our next piece of music is from the movie The Graduate. Um, the song Mrs. Robinson was a huge hit in 1968-69, written by Paul Simon and uh, director Mike Nichols had already thrown out and rejected um, a handful of other songs that were pitched to be the main theme for the for the movie. And uh, by all accounts, Paul Simon wrote this and rolled on up to the director's house and basically said, you are using this for this song. And he kind of listened to it and said, yeah, you're right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, persistence. A bit of talent helps as well, of course. Uh, the song famously contains a reference to current baseball star Joe DiMaggio. And uh, it was in number one in the Billboard Top 100. And it got in the top 10 of about 13 other countries, including the UK, Ireland and Spain. And in 1969, it became the first rock song ever to win a Grammy for Record of the Year. Um, it's since been covered by many, many artists, including Frank Sinatra, who does a fantastic version of it. The Lemonheads, kind of a, a post-punky, Seattle-sounding grunge version. And of course, Bon Jovi, who uh, I think didn't really do it justice. Anyway, here we go. Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. 
written and recorded by Isaac Hayes in 1971 and is the soul and funk-styled theme tune to the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer film Shaft. The theme was released as a single, shortened and edited from the longer album version a couple of months after the movie's soundtrack by Stax Records was released. The theme from Shaft went on to number two in the Billboard Soul Singles chart and eventually number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the States in 1971. The song's often considered to be one of the first ever disco songs. Uh, there's probably a few that gave it a nudge and were out before, but uh, probably the most famous of the, uh, the initial disco releases, if you like. The following year, the theme from Shaft won the Academy Award for the Best Original Song, with uh, Isaac Hayes becoming the first African-American to win that honour, or any Academy Award in a non-acting category, as well as being the first recipient of the award to both write and perform the winning song. So uh, props to Isaac Hayes, who, of course, um, those of you that watched South Park, was chef. Um Less said about that, the better. This is the theme from Shaft, and listen to that wah-wah pedal.
chips. If you want to check out the original film, it's on Daily Motion in fairly good quality. Um, I had a quick look, and on YouTube, the only one you can really get is the modern remake. I think it was called Shaft Two Thousand, which is, yeah, hmm. the original one is 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 just so entertaining in so many ways. It's kind of the classic black exploitation film to coin a phrase, and. Uh, there are so many fantastic hairstyles and sideburns and lapels and flares and cars and the banter and it's just yeah it's fantastic as well as having a great soundtrack so our next piece of music this is from the godfather it's called the godfather waltz which is the the main theme to the the first of the three godfather trilogies uh, directed by francis ford coppola Coppola was at risk of being fired for a long time during the, the project production of the first film. The producers and um, the people with the money really didn't like his kind of talky, character-driven style and, and kind of wanted something a bit more violent and, and uh, explosive. And he very, very nearly got the boot um, to the point where they were bringing along other directors on set and showing them around in front of him. <laughs> um, and then they saw the scene where Michael kills Solotso and McCluskey, which, if you remember, is at the, uh, I think it's the one at the toll booth, and it's pretty damn violent. And, of course, the executives loved it and left them alone, which was very sensible because it went on to become one of the most highly regarded movies of all time. Al Pacino wasn't the studio's first choice for Michael Corleone. They wanted Ryan O'Neill originally, or I believe Robert Redford was also up for a shout. The famous scene with Marlon Brando and uh, and the cat, that wonderful mo monologue. Uh, there's a bit of a story behind that. Francis Ford Coppola would often just go for a walk and grab a coffee and wander around, uh, wander around the set just to 
get a bit of fresh air and clear his head. And he'd always see this stray cat just wandering around and people were giving it a scratch. So one day he picked it up, took it into Brando and said, here, improvise with this. They did the scene and it was, of course, fantastic. And the cat loved Brando so much that for the rest of the filming, uh, it basically hung around him and sat on his lap. So there you go. So this is The Godfather Walks, the theme to the film The Godfather from 1972. So we come to our final piece of music for the show. This is from the 1963 film The Pink Panther. Uh, pretty much everyone knows this this piece of music. It was composed as an instrumental by Henry Mancini, written specially for the film, and it was subsequently nominated for the Academy Award for the Best Original Score uh, on the 37th Academy Awards. But it got pipped at the post by the Mary Poppins theme. Um, the cartoon character created by uh, David DePatie and Fritz Freeling, the, you know, the Pink Panther cartoon, was, was created specifically for the opening credits of the movie. Mancini was basically uh, asked to write a piece of music that not only would fit the, the film, 
had a kind of a crime jazz kind of feel to it, but also that would be easy for the animators to um, create something that fitted. And Mancini said when asked about it, he said, I told the animators I would give them a tempo they could animate to so that at any time there were striking motions or accents, something to hit, I could put the score to it. The animators finished the sequence and I looked at it and all the accents and the music and all the hits were timed with actions on the screen. I already had a specific saxophone player in mind, Plaz Johnson. I nearly always precast my players and my musicians and write for them and around them. And Plaz had the sound and the style I had in mind right from the start. So the lucky man, uh, not only is he now a living legend for having played the original sax on that particular piece of music but the you know we now know it was actually written specifically for him which is a you know a great honor so here we go the, the pink panther theme from 1963 And that's the end of the show for today, I'm afraid. Thank you for listening. 
If you want to listen to some previous shows and see a bit about the hosts and what we're up to, retrogasmic.com is the website. Uh, if you want to find out a bit about what the band's getting up to, we've got a new album out in about a month's time, boomboomdeluxe.com, of course. And if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or any of those kind of things, please throw us in a, a playlist, leave us a review, all that kind of stuff really helps us. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. Retro Gatsby.